Hey there, Rachel Wilson here, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to my bite-sized podcast to help guide, inform, and help you deal with your child's sleep from newborn to four years old. Sleep strategies, interviews, and informed information to give you the confidence to help your child form happy and healthy sleep habits and parenting skills for yourself. Let's get into it. I hope you're all doing well as usual this week and to continue on my mini series on childcare options I'm going to finish off with sleep and daycare. So it's one of the first things we think about when our child starts nursery. Are they going to sleep there? Please I hope they sleep there. I don't want to be picking up an overpowered child at the end of the day. I was that mum when Leo started nursery and he started on the second birthday collection. Turns out he did, and yep, they pretty much all do. Sometimes they actually sleep better at nursery than at home. Typical, right? So today in this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how to manage sleep in daycare, and also what to do when that nap needs to be dropped and you don't want them sleeping at nursery anymore. So first of all, number one, check out the sleep stage. So you've done your nursery visit, you've chosen the right nursery for your child, and if you're embarking on this journey, you may still have some questions about the sleep situation, such as, do you visit the nursery, ask to see the room which your child will be sleeping in. Do they provide bedding? Ask to see it if you'd like. Ask to see the cots. Ask how old the cots are, and if they're regularly checked for safety measures. Ask how often the cots and bedding are cleaned. Will the room, this is the important one, be dark? Do they play white noise or music of any sort? Does the room feel calming and peaceful to you? Would you like to sleep in it? Will a member of staff be in the room while the children are sleeping? And if they do not, do they have a monitor to keep check on what is going on in there? You may wonder what happens when a child wakes. Do they help them back to sleep or remove the child from the room in the fear of waking everybody else up? Of course, you may have worked very hard to remove an association such as rocking or sleeping. So find out how they will help your child to get to sleep and back to sleep if they wake up. Explain your child's sleep patterns and if they are likely to wake and if you prefer them to try and resettle and how. You may like to find out what routine is being used at the nursery for their naps. We know children thrive on routine. It's one of the things I've found out about so much. So this is a key element in a setting the stage for sleep. And with the sleep routine, you will want to know what time they pop the children down for a nap. The small babies may have a morning nap as well as a lunch nap. So find out if it is structure times or if they're flexible on individual children's napping times. For the two and three year olds out there who are capping naps as they move towards dropping that nap altogether, it's important to talk about this with the staff. Explain that you would like your toddler to be woken after X time perhaps. Perhaps it's only 30 minutes and they should be happy to do this. Also, where will your child go if the rest of the class is still sleeping soundly and they've woken yours up? It may be a possibility your child can join another room if the staff-child ratio is allowed, or perhaps they can have some quiet time in the story corner and be monitored by another member of staff until everybody is up and raring to go for the afternoon. Don't worry, it will all be fine, I promise you. Children, as we know, are adaptable in most cases, so even though it may take time for your child to adjust to a new schedule and routine of daycare, they will also just fall into it somehow. You will see eventually they will just slot into it. Often children will sleep very easily at daycare because they see other children doing, oh, 
a little bit like a peer pressure. They do it at home, so they know what to do, and they know how to do it. And they'll see all their friends, like peer pressure, laying down and closing their eyes. So they'll just think, okay, I'll do this as well. It is a very busy day at daycare, and a lot of new people and activities and things to explore all day, every day. So they'll be very happy come nap time to lie down and have some quiet time for a while. Now, how will you prepare for the event? When starting daycare, I would always suggest, if possible, to start slow and work up to the full time that you require. All nurseries should and will offer settling periods, and you may also be allowed to stay for the first hour or so, which is super lovely. You may just like to start off with a couple of mornings and then move to collecting after nap time one day a week, perhaps. See how it goes. Test it. Let the nursery guide you and see what they think is best. They've got experience in it, so listen to them. See what they say. And don't forget Teddy. Take your child's favourite comforter. If you've got two, even better. Keep one at home, so no fear of it getting lost or left at daycare. You may also like to be asked to provide your child's sleeping bag and bedding. This is a great helpful transition and comfort for your child as the sheets will smell and feel familiar to them. Ask what the staff are likely to do if the child needs a little bit of help, as I mentioned, getting off to sleep, such as a little pat or cuddle. From my experience working with families and as a mother myself, I know that a lot of staff tend to sit in the room and pat and cuddle and bounce children off to sleep. And if you're happy for this, then let me know that. And if you're not and your child doesn't need it, again, talk to the staff and tell them about it. Ask if your child will have the same sleep space every day. This will obviously help with the consistency. Toddlers often sleep on mats at nursery, like yoga mats, as I've mentioned previously. So ask if it will be positioned in the same place each time and next to that same little buddy. They will feel comfortable knowing where they're going to sleep if it's the same place every day. What happens if the little one is not sleeping as long as you would like or hope they would? Don't worry, your child may miss the morning nap because you're on the way to nursery or perhaps they just don't sleep at nursery because it's a busy and it's a noisy place and it can be very exciting. If your child is still getting some downtime in a quiet place, don't worry too much about it. Such is life. Power on through. They will adapt and the drive to sleep at lunch will be high and it will be your saving grace. Ask the staff to leave the little one perhaps next for 20 minutes if possible just to top up that total daytime sleep if they've taken a while to fall asleep. Your child may equally start to wake earlier from the lunch nap than they would do at home. This may be due to noise in the room, other children waiting, or just the fact that they're in a new place, they're coming to an end of that sleep cycle and they're just stirring and waking up a little bit. Don't worry, it's okay, all will be fine. It's very common and it is very expected in most cases. If time allows for that little nap on the way home, aka the danger nap, if it's after 4pm, ensure it's literally 10 to 15 minutes maximum. You might, if you've got a really little one, be okay with a 30 minute nap, but remember this is the danger nap and depending on the age of your child, it could be tricky to get them down to bed in the evening. Of course, if they've had this danger nap, you'll have to push bedtime a little later it actually may work in your favour because you get to spend a little more time at the end of the day with your child. You don't have to rush home, cook dinner, bath and get them into bed. Ensure you are fully focused on your child when you get home and at bedtime with no other distractions like mobile phones, TV screens and iPads and tablets. 
your child has missed you all day, you've missed your child, and they will love to have this time with you after their busy day at their office also. So acknowledge that and spend some time with them. What happens if your toddler does not need a nap anymore? What can you do? Often it's the case around two and a half to three years old. Toddlers are beginning to show signs of dropping that lunchtime nap now. You will need to speak with the staff and explain that you would like your child to be woken after 30 minutes perhaps. If you don't want them to nap at all, ask, as I mentioned earlier, if it's possible for them to join another room if the staff-child ratios allow. And if it's not possible, perhaps they can just have some quiet time in the moving corner. Of course, if they're still having that nap and it's affecting bedtime, you may need to consider pushing bedtime a little later. It's okay if you're just starting out on this journey of daycare. Give them a call and find out how the day is going in the first couple of weeks. Ask them if they can take pictures for you to see. They may even offer this themselves. Give you and your child some time to adapt. It may happen super fast and easily and others may be a little sensitive and take a few weeks to relax and get into it. Just go with it. Don't stress about it. This is a huge change for your family. An exciting one that opens up new and wonderful opportunities. It's so much fun and a lot of new friends to meet as well. So I hope that helps in your sleeping daycare issues. If you've got any questions, you want to drop me a message, please feel free to do so. My inbox is always open and I love hearing from you. And as always, happy sleeping people! I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please see the show notes for all the links mentioned and don't forget to subscribe, share, rate and review and come follow me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a topic you would like me to cover, drop me an email at rachel at rachelwilsonsleepconsultant.com. See you next time.